Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. The following was produced by Tearsheet Studios. We worked with small business lender Bluevine to produce a four-part series on creating financial solutions serving historically underserved small businesses. In this episode, we spoke with the CEOs of both Bluevine and Next Insurance, two companies founded on addressing the needs of small businesses out of a recognition that small businesses make up a huge deal of the economy. Hi, I'm Al Lifshitz. I'm the founder and CEO of Bluevine. Bluevine provides small businesses with end-to-end banking designed for them. Uh, small businesses have long been underserved by the traditional banking system, and we're looking to empower them with a solution that provides accessible financial products for them that works all under one roof. Yes. Hi, my name is Guy Goldstein. I'm one of the co-founders and the CEO of Next Insurance. And Next Insurance is a company that providing insurance for small businesses in the United States. And we give them a solution that is simple, affordable, and tailored for their needs. During the pandemic, many small businesses were out of business. The government's Paycheck Protection Program offered small businesses forgivable loans to help them keep their employees and stay in business. With the massive demand for financial help, large banks didn't have the bandwidth or desire to process all the small business loans. This left a multi-billion dollar vacuum taken up by small business lenders like Bluevine. We've had thousands of, of customers leave feedback um, that we really saved you know, their business during the pandemic with, um, you know, with the PPP. Uh, you know, businesses that were shut down, that they are, you know, were literally kind of with their last week of funds available, uh, that they needed to let employees go, and they were waiting on, you know, funds to come from their bank that they worked with for some of them for decades, and they were feeling incredibly frustrated. This is really when they needed the help, and their bank wasn't there for them. And we stepped up and we were there and we were able to provide them access to the funds very quickly and easily. Um, and we felt like their savior. You know, they they were so grateful, uh, just the responses and the feedback that small business owners left with us. And, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of rem- remembering verbatim things like you saved my business. You know, what would I do without you? Um, really, really powerful you know, things that small business owners were saying and, uh, you know, very emotional. You know, it was a yeah. very difficult time for the last year and a half for them. And, you know, just being there at their time of need very much aligns to our purpose as a company. And every every single person at Bluevine working during this period, you know, have felt that. We, we had a customer, the police ran after someone, this someone stopped in front of their store, just coincidence. And because the police was running after this person, they broke the window of the store and ran through the store to the other side and the police after them. And there there was shooting in this store. And so there's bullets all around the store and everything is broken. And it's happened to be that the store owner is our customer. And he's calling us to say, listen, I had this crazy event. I'm still shaking from the, the shooting that happened in this store. It was a pet store. I said, everything is broken here. And meaning without your money, I'm out of business. I need to shut down the store and that's it. Close shop. And it's a, it's a process to figure out even what's the, how much do we need to pay? Like we immediately forward them $10,000 so we can kind of run the business and then continue to 
figure out what exactly is the damage. And he literally cried on the phone and told us, thank you so much for saving my business and my livelihood. Small businesses have been historically underserved by large FIs. Between the individual consumer and big companies, small business owners often fall between the cracks and have to depend on products that weren't designed for them. But what is it that makes their needs so unique? Small businesses matter. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, they make up about half of the GDP and they're the nation's largest employer. About half of the employees in the country work for small businesses. Uh, But at the same time, they are and have been for a long time severely underserved by your traditional financial uh, institutions. Um, It is really hard for small business today to get access to financing. Only about 20% of small businesses are able to get financing through their traditional bank. And then, you know, more broadly speaking, the services that they get from their bank are just not designed for them. Um, They're either not getting access to the product the larger corporations get, or they only get um, what you would you know, call consumer plus services. They get what a consumer would get you know, with, with a thin layer on top of it, but certainly not designed for their needs today, um, especially where we are you know, um, you know, post-pandemic. I would also add that um, unlike large corporations, small businesses are small. And uh, as a result, it's... You don't get a lot of revenue as an, as an institution when you work with them. If you're a bank and you want to serve small business, if you're an insurance company and you want to serve small business, the revenue you're going to get from small businesses is fairly low. And it's very complicated to serve them. And as a result, the incumbents are neglected this type of uh, segment because they don't make enough money there. As hard as this past year has been on small businesses... It has highlighted why small businesses absolutely rely on financial partners, especially in banking and insurance, that understand them and their specific needs. Small businesses took a very hard hit. Uh, Many of them uh, needed to shut down periodically given government orders. It was a very difficult time for them. Many of them don't carry large amounts of cash on their balance sheet and don't have many weeks uh, of runway with the current uh, financials that they have. And so we... As, as someone that is our mission is to empower small businesses, we realize that we need to step up and be there at a time where they're struggling. Um, the government put forward the Paycheck Protection Program um, that uh, was there in place to support small businesses. And uh, we knew that we needed to take part of that. And uh, we really put um, a lot of effort into supporting as many small businesses as we can as part of this program. Really proud have facilitated over 300,000 small uh, you know, paycheck protection loans as part of this program, uh, providing access to almost $9 billion in capital. So certainly, you know, have been very busy supporting small businesses during this period and very proud of what we've achieved. I would say this year kind of showed why it's so important that the company will be dedicated to small businesses and focus around small businesses and entrepreneurs that run them. When the pandemic started, we noticed that, and like everyone else, that they work less. And we, as an insurance company, because they work less, we said we are getting less claims. And we uh, institute 25% discount on the insurance business for all our customers for several months. And we were the first company in the United States that gave literally 25% discount on the monthly insurance payment in order to support them and help them during this pandemic. 
And we called other insurance companies in the country to do it. And following our uh, discount, then you saw other insurance companies following like Geico and Progressive and all the rest of the insurance companies started to issue uh, discounts to their customers. So I thought the focus about small businesses gave us the insight and the initiative to go and execute this, this kind of a change. The pandemic pushed small businesses to rely heavily on their financial partners. And as traditional institutions didn't deliver, it emphasized just how important it is to have companies like Bluevine and Next, who are specifically dedicated to meeting those unique needs. It all starts from the checking account. You know, when you look at the past year and a half, certainly there was an acceleration of adoption of digital services, uh, people not leaving their homes and, and looking to consume more and more, um, you know, just online. Uh, that, you know, dynamic and trend certainly has not skipped over small businesses. Actually, I would say even even more so in that segment. Uh, when you look uh, within banking, your typical consumer has long abandoned the branch. I don't remember when was the last time that I went to a branch as a consumer, but pre-pandemic, your typical small business would go to the branch at least once a week to conduct their business. Uh, you know, this is just an indication that banking doesn't work for them and is not set to support uh, their ability to digitally transact. And so we have certainly continued our investment and focus in that area. We introduced our small business checking product uh, we we announced that in November of 2019, and we've continued to double down on that, and have seen tremendous success with that product. As as more and more small businesses are looking for digitally first products that make their life easier to transact online, and they don't need to go to a brick and mortar, you know, location to conduct their business. A major driving force in the pandemic was the acceleration of digital transformation. It marked a higher-than-ever global reliance on digital products. Small businesses, who have traditionally relied heavily on in-person services, found themselves adapting to the new digital agenda, too. When in the past, people and businesses said, we want to speak with someone in order to do some transaction, whether it's a loan or a banking application or obviously insurance, they spoke a lot with an agent. Today, they are willing to do more digital, uh, willing to accept digital solution. And we saw a massive growth this year uh, in our customer base because they uh, were willing to buy product like insurance that is extremely complicated for small businesses in a digital way without speaking with anyone from a website. And that's what we do. We are a 100% digital solution for businesses. And we also saw agencies are enjoying this solution, like if you call an agent, they also can work with our system, but also in a 100% digital way. Providing an integrated solution for SMBs is hard because financial products are so different. The partnership between Bluevine and Next merges two instrumental solutions custom fit for small businesses and packaged with the key element, simplicity. They can be one person business or they can be 10 employees and the owner need to take off all the banking and loans and insurance, and they don't want to work with multiple companies. So they are looking for one vendor to deliver all their needs in the simplest way to save their time so they can go, go on with their own business and what they do uh, day to day. Now, it's very complicated to be one company that's doing insurance and banking and loans and payments. It's important that companies in the financial technology will partner together to deliver the value for this for these businesses. And this is exactly 
what Next and Bluevine did. Uh, Next has a solution that is, can be embedded uh, with any other financial services. And Bluevine has a lot of customers who are using them for banking and loans. And we combine forces together and combine the products. And our customers who go to Bluevine can seamlessly can buy also their insurance and get all their needs from one vendor instead of running around the block to find who they can work with. Our ethos is to make the financial lives of our small business customers easier. And we know that uh, purchasing insurance for small businesses is is difficult. Uh, and as many as 40% of them go without business-specific insurance. And uh, the ability to acquire insurance is, again, you know, very high friction. By joining forces, the two complement one another in a one-stop shop that favors the financial success of small businesses. We recently did a survey um, with 500 small businesses in the United States, and we found out some very interesting findings in this survey. Um, first of all, many new small businesses are opening up, way more than on, on a typical year. And this year alone, there is you know, 4.35 new businesses that were created, which is 25% with a typical year like we had 2019 and 18. So it's a massive growth in the amount of small businesses that are opening and getting new licenses. But even more interestingly, what we notice is, is actually women are opening more businesses than men. Almost 2x the ratio between a women-owned business versus a men business. And we usually see that the women are opening it by themselves more often than men are opening with a partner. So this is a, a very exciting kind of... A, year, I would say, for small businesses and the entrepreneurs that opening those businesses. And uh, and it's great to see so many women open so many businesses. And Guy pointed out an interesting fact. Yes, there's a lot of small businesses starting right now. Uh, an area that we hear them kind of thinking about is access to capital. You know, once the availability of capital from government program is has dried up, certainly the demand is uh, outstripping supply. The situation with availability of capital from the traditional banking system has not improved from pre-pandemic. It is really hard for a small business to access financing from a bank. Only you know twenty-something percent get approved when they apply at a bank, and this is becoming increasingly important right now as we're coming out from you know from a from a pandemic from a from a down cycle in the economy small businesses are starting they're looking to grow and capital is a very important part of that and so for us it is definitely a priority to make sure that we're streamlining more and more of our processes to make sure that we're putting uh, and making capital available to small businesses that need it and making that experience digital and easy and, and just removing a lot of the friction and pain points that small businesses run with a traditional system both companies play a major role in their customer base's success. The takeaway from that is that the key is responding to their needs. As the pandemic wanes and business shifts from defense to offense, SMBs require different things. To do that, financial services firms must understand and stay up to date with their customers' pain points and struggles. Certainly with the economy reopening, um, growth is on top of mind. And whether it is to hire employees or to invest in marketing um, or or to buy equipment, uh, that is right now top of mind for them. And financing is, is very much connected to that. But a year and a half before, it was about 
capital preservation and just making sure that you're surviving now, the mindset has changed to, you know, how do I access the funds that I need to grow, um, to make sure that I'm benefiting from the opportunities that I see. And so we're hearing that a lot from, from businesses. The traditional banking system, on top of everything that I mentioned before, they're slow to react. So we're not seeing, uh, you know, the approval rates even uh, as low as they were pre-pandemic, they have not yet reached the rate of where they were, you know, then. And so it's on companies like us to step up and make sure that we are helping small businesses, empowering them and providing them with capital. Yeah, I would add to this, by the way, that cash flow is a major challenge for small businesses. It's always been in this year as well, based how they use next, the importance of it, like in, in two areas. First, we allow them to pay monthly instead of yearly on for their insurance. We give the, the, the two options, but we see most businesses are choosing to pay monthly. Again, because the, uh, the cash flow needs. And the second thing about claims, if customers hit by a, I don't know, robbery or, or something was stolen from them, this business literally can go out of business because they don't have the enough cash to buy their new equipment or to fix the problem that they have. And the speed that we need to pay the claims, sometimes within several minutes until we pay the claims, give them their livelihood that they continue to run as a business. Otherwise, they have to shut down shop. The easiest way to stay tuned to the customer's needs is to stay connected with them. But not all customers are created equal. In order to best serve small businesses, it's important to recognize their differences. We, we call it small business, but it's, it's not one category. At the end of the day, it's a restaurant, it's a lawyer, it's a personal trainer, it's a painter, it's a general contractor. These are the people behind those businesses, and it's, it's a completely different thing to be a lawyer or to be a gardener or to be a, a school teacher. All of these are basically considered small businesses. There are thousands of different professions, and that's the challenge to work with them because you need to deliver specific tailored solutions for each one of those professions, uh, and, and it's complicated. For us at Next, there are two things that we need to do and any company needs to do. One, obviously, you need to speak with your customers, and you need to understand all of this. But two, you need to measure a lot of data because a lot of those professions come into your website and you start to learn from each one of the professions what's work for them, what's not work for them. And you need to optimize the system constantly in order to serve each one of them in a very tailored and specific way. Above their differences, however, the common denominator of many small businesses has been relying on the bank branch to manage their financial lives. In terms of size of, of small business, we focus on the ones that are not commercially banked. Um, you know, large banks, you need a higher uh, range of revenue. Then you, you know, get assigned a commercial banker, which um, who um, is able to attend to your every need. But if you're a smaller small business, let's say you're generating a million dollars in revenue, you're served largely at the bank branch by a teller or by calling, you know, a support center. And uh, what we're trying to do as a digital first um, banking platform, although we don't have the branches, we're looking to make our platform and online experience so easy and intuitive to use such that ideally you can do everything that you need online without needing um, a human support. But at the same time, there is always that human support to guide you and help you if there's anything that you need. As a digital-first service provider for small businesses, 
The key is creating an easy-to-use digital solution, but one that is still complemented by human touch points for quick and easy troubleshooting. For small businesses, uh, one of the major considerations for them is their time. They really don't want to have a time suck in in kind of um, waiting on um, their their bank to solve some of their issues or areas of friction that they're not able to solve by themselves. And so we make sure that we have um, you know a support center that is very versed in terms of how we um, you know run our operations and, and in terms of our products that is there. We set up uh, about a year ago a support center in, in Salt Lake that is now um, all in um, almost 100 people. And then we are continuing to invest in multiple channels and tools, whether it's integrated chat or or a contact page or um, um, uh, a beginner center. Uh, we are providing all these tools to make sure that if you are not able to get what you need and and address um, your needs online, there's always a human there to help you. And so we're complementing our digital first platform that is meant to be very easy to use with the support that small businesses need to make sure that they're treated um, in an appropriate manner and they're able to conduct their business and not uh, get bogged down with uh, you know just managing um, areas of pain point within their financial services. As expert service providers for small businesses, and after years of experience, I asked both Lifshitz and Goldstein, what is their best advice for fellow incumbents on building financial products and their strategy for developing new offerings for this large segment? Being very clear who your customer is. Small businesses is a wide category. Being very clear about the segment they're actually serving and building the products designed for them. Uh, Once you go too broad, then you... You know, you start becoming like your traditional banks that carry hundreds of SKUs, but are really not the best products or features for any of their you know segments, and namely the ones that have historically been less profitable for them, which in our case is small businesses. So we're we're laser focused on the segment that we're serving, and we're building products and services really designed for them. And a lot of the product development is through iteration. We you know, we hear from our customers what they need, whether it's that they tell us or, you know, through surveys um, or through monitoring our support calls. And so we get an understanding from the market of in our in our customers of what they're missing. Then we put something in the market and then through continuous feedback, uh, looking at the data, we continue to iterate and refine to make sure that we're really honing in and solving for the customer's needs. We're really building for our customers. We're not building for us. Before you even go to the product, one of the most challenging things about small business insurance is how do you get them and how do they learn about you? So for every entrepreneur, before you even start off, what do you do with your product, which is usually most people where they put their effort, make sure how do you get the customers? What's your acquisition channels? Do you get them with direct mail? Do you get them via Google or Facebook? Do you get them via partnerships, whatever the way, you need to figure out first is how do you get those customers because it's really, really important. There are thousand different professions, thousand different size and business. So you need to be very specific. How do you acquire your customers? The second thing about the product, I, I, I just want to pile on what Eyal uh, said because it's so important to define the segment and the profession that you uh, want to go after. 
we at Next started only with personal trainer. And for a year, that's all we did. We learned how to do insurance for personal trainer. We learned how to acquire personal trainer. And until we figure out how do we do insurance for personal trainer, we didn't move to the next thing. And then after we did personal trainer, we did photographer. And then after we did photographer, we said, okay, let's expand it a bit. We do construction. So it's you need to be very focused on who you're going after and what do you serve for them because there's no way to solve the problem generically for all size of businesses and all type of professions. Now that the initial veil of the pandemic has lifted and businesses are opening up and looking to grow, I asked Lifshitz and Goldstein how they see the near future and what they predict for the small business banking industry. A priority for us is to make sure that we're creating a platform that encompasses more and more of the financial services that small businesses need. The fragmentation of financial services that has happened over the last, you know, more than a decade is not an ideal world for small businesses. They're not looking to pick multiple providers. They really would much rather prefer that they have one destination that they could get their financial services uh, and that would make their life so much easier. That used to be their bank. Unfortunately, that that's not their bank anymore. So it's up to more forward-thinking online fintech companies like us to fulfill that vision. And that's certainly the path that we're on. Some of these things we're going to build ourselves as we're hearing what our customers need, as I mentioned before. Um, and we have a lot of priorities on our roadmap in terms of you know, adding more features and more products. But some of these things are going to be uh, things that we partner on. Uh, we want to make sure that we're delivering to our customers, not just things that are within uh, our capabilities and think the, the things that we're good at. And insurance feels like a really strong complement to banking products. And I'm really glad that we're able to partner with Next. And we're looking to continue and further that partnership and, and uh, create even further integration and then expand out of that and look for similar-minded partnerships as well in the future. So very exciting times for us. We have an ambition to become the biggest insurance for small business in the United States. And there are two kind of main areas that we are uh, expanding. One is, as I said, we, we need to support thousands of professions and we are still not there. So we need to continue and, and expand uh, our availability for uh, every type of small business over time. And the second thing, we want to deliver phenomenal service for them and make it seamless for them. Uh, to get insurance from us, whether they get it via a partner like Bluevan that we're working with, that business is a moving target and they're hiring new employees, they're getting new cars, they're getting new property. We don't want them to deal with the insurance all the time with all the changes and we are having ambitions to adapt to their business automatically as they grow. This concludes the second episode in a podcast series we're running with Bluevine. To access the transcript of this podcast and to hear upcoming episodes in the series, head on over to the Tearsheet website.